Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, as always, and delighted to be back on the air today. I have been absent for the last 10 days or so. Unfortunately, I managed to pick up the COVID virus, which knocked me back. Uh, flu plus flu plus flu combined, basically. And yeah, I was quite ill for the last seven days. I just under the weather, unable to put together a show, unable to really speak. My voice was gone and yeah, I just was generally not feeling well. But uh, yeah, we're back. We're back in the air today and uh, it's not a live stream today because I just don't have the time to do it this morning, but we'll go with the regular type show. My apologies again for the lack of consistency, but I will do and try to do better for the month of December. So before we do get started, don't forget to like this video and do subscribe to the channel if you already haven't. And don't forget to hit the little notification bell so that um, well, YouTube will let you know when the uh, next video is updated. Now, if you like listening to us on a podcast player, this will be uploaded onto all the various podcast platforms. So the link is down below in the description and you can find it there. And finally, if you like the show, if you want to support the show, you can do so by buying me a coffee using the link down below in the description. So we are going to jump into the top four stories trending here in Thailand today. And the first one is about PM announces comprehensive plan to address informal debt problem. And this is a, a serious problem here in Thailand. Prime Minister Sreta Thavassin declared the government's determination today to address the chronic informal debt problem, which is affecting many people by mobilizing the police, local officials nationwide and the finance ministry to help in mediating settlement of informal debts with creditors in a manner which is fair to both parties and which will enable debtors to maintain their dignity. At a press conference held at the government house and attended by the interior minister Anathan Sharvakul and representatives from the police and finance ministry, the prime minister said that the government's method to address the informal debt problem is different from that used by previous governments because it is collective effort by several key parties, particularly the police and local officials who are close to the problem, the creditors and the debtors, with the government at the core of the debt mediation process. He also wanted, he also warned that the government's attempt to address the problem is not a cure-all that will eliminate the informal debt problem or prevent people from getting back into the vicious cycle of debt, but he hopes that the problem will ease substantially when the economy recovers. The government has estimated the amount of informal debt is at about 50 billion baht, which he admitted may be an overestimate, adding, however, that they are placing special emphasis on this problem because many people are affected and, in many cases, repayment of the debt appears to be never-ending. He described the informal debt as a modern form of slavery, which has deprived many people of their freedom and dreams of a better life. For creditors, many of whom are influential figures or who resort to violence or intimidation against the defaulting debtors, he warned that they will be dealt with strictly in accordance with the law. Regarding the interest rate, it is if the informal debts are settled through mediation, he said the maximum should be 15% per annum, adding that if it is discovered that a debtor has already repaid their creditor far in excess of that amount of the debt, old the debt will be scrapped as to the police and local officials especially district chiefs officers who will play the key role in mediating between creditors and debtors the prime minister said that the parties must understand that their work process to prevent overlap while being collectively responsible with a clear-cut separation of duties he also emphasized the need for a central data system and the use of technology in the work process for greater efficiency 
The Prime Minister said he is scheduled to meet with district chief officers and police superintendents from across the country to emphasise their responsibility to address the informal debt problem with the use of a key performance index, KPI, to follow up on the results. Meanwhile, Interior Minister Anotan Sharvakul said informal debtors can register to get help from December 1 at all provincial halls, district offices and Damrung Tam centres that are located throughout the country. Now, this is a quite a serious problem because when people here need money, banks in general aren't there to help them. Banks, of course, will want to see that you have a job, your monthly outgoings as such and then they look at it and they go well you actually don't have the money to repay us so people turn to these and let's call it informal debts money lenders that's exactly what they are payments you just can't pay back i mean i know of a girl who was paying she couldn't pay it back on time and they were charging her basically 500 baht a day i think the loan was only about four or five thousand baht so if she didn't pay it back in five or six days there was three thousand being tacked onto it so this is the kind of thing they want to stop put an end to and i certainly do agree money lenders at the end of the day they're i mean they have a place a small place in society but there needs to be some kind of following up on what's going on and the tactics being used by them of course a few years ago i believe that the maximum interest rate was set that nobody could charge more than a certain amount i think it was eight or nine percent but of course that seems to be ditched here he's talking about 15 percent. but according to the law i think you cannot charge more than a certain amount so Overall, yes, I think it's something that needs to be tackled. Will they actually be able to do something about it? I don't know. As they say that a lot of the people involved in this, the money lenders, are influential people. So, I mean, the district chiefs, will they know these people? Will the superintendents know these people? Will the police know these people? Will they favor, you know, the debtor or the creditor in mediation? A lot remains to be seen. But, of course, we'll keep an eye on the story and we will, of course, bring it to you as we get more details on what kind of transpires now let's move along to another story so chinese tourist numbers to miss the four million target by nearly five hundred thousand. right so the tourism sector is almost certain to miss its lower target of four million chinese arrivals with the tourism authority of thailand now projecting 3.4 to 3.5 million tourists from the mainland this year generating 190 to about 196 billion baht the target for Chinese arrivals next year is 8.2 million. The TAT initially set a target in February of 5 to 7 Chinese 5 to 7 million Chinese arrivals this year. Now Shatan Kujar Ayutia, the TAT Deputy Governor for International Marketing in Asia and South Pacific, said the most recent forecast of 3.4 to 3.5 million is based on China's sluggish economy and its pivot to domestic tourism. Mr. Shatan said middle-class Chinese still travel but with a lower budget. However, those with high purchasing power can help elevate average spending to 56 to 58,000 baht per trip, up from the 50,000 baht recorded in 2019. He said the TAT's data aligns with Alipay's figures, which found Chinese travelers spent 20,000 baht per trip, excluding accommodation and airfare, up from 11,000 back in 2019. The share of independent tourists surged to 86% during the first half of 2023, up from 61% in 2019, while the average length of stay rose to 7.9 days from 7.5 days, said Mr. Shatan. During the first half of 2023, Thailand claimed the top spot in securing the most Chinese tourists 
at 3.3% of outbound visitors. However, this data, excluding Hong Kong and Macau, which accounted for 78% of arrivals from mainland China, Japan and Singapore gained a 2.5% and a 1.8% market share, respectively. The most popular destinations for Chinese were Bangkok, Phuket, Chiang Mai, Chambori, Krabi, Panya, Suratani, Nankai, Prachap Khan, and Satun. So this is again the Chinese, or the, sorry, the Thai government and the Tourism Authority of Thailand who obviously work under that umbrella, chasing the Chinese tourist to the point that they're nearly putting all their eggs in one basket at this stage. I think it has become clear that the Chinese have kind of gotten a bit fed up with Thailand, probably fed up with all the rhetoric, but also fed up with the scams that they're uh, that they receive when they come here. Uh, it's been clear over the last few months uh, through their media that Thailand is not a safe place for them. There was that Chinese citizen who was killed in the shooting at CM Paragon a couple of months ago. There has been countless cases of Chinese citizens being abducted by their fellow countrymen in Thailand, uh, people being killed, murdered, and all that. And all that does get played out in the media in China, even though the media is very controlled. They do have social media sites like Weibo and stuff like that, where this information gathers steam. And, you know, people obviously believe it because, you know, in essence, it's being controlled by the Chinese government and they're letting it out there. So the Chinese government are probably trying to say, well, you know, go to Thailand or stay here in China and spend your money here, which they would prefer, of course, for people to spend their money on mainland China. Now, this goes to the whole thing with the Tourism Authority of Thailand as well. Now, what exactly the marketing plan is, they seem to have this focus on this mass tourism model, which was the kind of the opposite of what they spoke about during COVID, going after the Chinese market, this aggressive tone towards it, but it hasn't worked. And it's clear it's not working because Chinese are just not coming in the numbers that they have predicted. 500,000, half a million people is a lot of people to miss out on. So what exactly has gone wrong? As I said, the media has played a part in the news stories that have been out there, basically. You know, and that's basically how it is. China is a big country, but they do go to other places. And Thailand may have been the go-to place in 2019, but it might not be now. I wish the Tourism Authority of Thailand would kind of come up with a plan that's more focused on all tourists. Rather than going after the people that don't want to come here anymore and want to go other places and stay at home, focus on other countries where there's a lot of tourists who are really keen to come to Thailand. Forget about chasing the Chinese for a while because it's obvious that they're not as keen to come here as they were in the past. The Tourism Authority of Thailand unfortunately seems to have always and is currently running out of ideas all the time. Their last uh, governor, uh, his term came to pass, uh, I think it was six months ago. And of course, if you're looking from the outside in, you're thinking, well, hopefully they'll promote that or so hopefully they'll get somebody in into the tourism authority of Thailand who will have fresh ideas and bring a new perspective. And of course, they announce the new governor. And it's, of course, somebody who's been working in the tourism authority of Thailand for 15, 20 years. So there's no new blood. There's no new ideas. They're doing the same thing over and over again. And this whole kind of just a regurgitation of what they do. It's unfortunate. It really is unfortunate because I think Thailand is not being served well by the Tourism Authority of Thailand or by the Ministry of Tourism and Sports, which also has a hand to play in it. I think Thailand has a lot of good things going for it, but they they tend to focus on strange things. You know, I just recently heard that 
Um, they're going to promote bullfighting in Thailand. That's going to be one of the things to attract the foreigners. Bullfighting. Bullfighting. That's right. Uh, bulls literally fighting in a ring is what they're going to use to attract tourists. Now, around the world, people are getting away from the idea of zoos and, um, you know, these aqua parks and all these kind of things. Fighting animals is just a no-no in many parts of the world now. And we all have seen, even in Thailand, there's been that huge shift from when they used to have elephant trekking, you know, when you get in an elephant now, that's a no-no because people don't want to do it. But, of course, what are the Tourism Authority of Thailand focus on? Everything that people find revolting. With the rest of the world turning their back on this kind of stuff, Thailand thinks they should promote it. I'm surprised they haven't got cockfighting thrown in too, just, you know, because they're so out of touch with what's going on in the world. It's quite scary, and it's scary for the likes of Thailand and the Thai people who rely on these people to promote the country. I mean, they keep talking about soft power all the time. They set up committees to talk about soft power. But yet, if you asked any of them what soft power was, they probably wouldn't be able to quite tell you. So that's the other issue behind it. I mean, they set up a committee with Peitong Tarn Shinawatra as the committee head. Nice little number there. You never hear of them setting up a committee on how to solve the mass amount of people dying on the roads in the country. If you want to get the Chinese over, imagine taking care of the problems on the road where Chinese tourists are killed all the time and other tourists are killed all the time. Put your time and effort into something that actually might work and, and show that you're caring about the people who come to this country. As long as you avoid the situation, right, of let's say traffic accidents, traffic deaths, road accidents and all that, People can take you very seriously, but you're very interested in soft power and uh, the ideas behind it, but you wouldn't set a committee up to deal with the problems on the road because, well, that's a bit too hard, so we wouldn't go down that road. And this is the kind of thing that Thailand is getting stuck with. The Tourism Authority of Thailand, in my opinion, and I said it during my shows during COVID times, and I'll say it again, they're not fit for purpose. They do need to be rebranded. I think they need fresh people in there with fresh ideas for the modern 2022, 23, 24 era. They seem to be 10, 15 years behind everybody else in terms of ideas. And, and it's very unfortunate. And as I said, they're just not serving this country well. But nevertheless, we'll move on to the next story. Another interesting one. The airports of Thailand are to raise the passenger service tax. There's another one for you now. Airports of Thailand will increase passenger service charges at six international airports by 30 baht from April 1st next year to cover the operating costs of common use passenger processing systems known as CUPS. We'll be using that phrase from now on because we're not saying that. AOT Director Karati said on Friday that the AOT had adopted the system at the six airports it manages, Swanapum Don Muang, Chiang Mai, Meifa Luang, Phuket and Hajai. The system hence had a higher operating cost leading to the AOT to introduce the new passenger service charge. The AOT will raise the charge from 700 baht to 730 per person for international departures and from 100 to 130 for domestic departures starting on April 1st next year. CUPS provides common use terminal equipment that upgrades the check-in system and common use self-service which enables passengers to self-check in at the airport or do so in advance up to 12 hours before departure. Mr. Kirati also said that CUPS provides a self-service baggage drop, which eases congestion at check-in counters. 
The rise has been approved by the Sea Civil Aviation Authority of Thailand, which says CUPS is listed as an aeronautical charge, he said. Also, CUPS is calculated under the service charge according to the Air Navigation Act Section 56.1, which allows aviation authorities to collect the charges for airport improvement and passenger facilities. Mr. Karate also said the new charge rate was approved by the Transport Ministry. He added that according to the law, revenue from the charge will be used to acquire new facilities as well as fund airport maintenance and safety measures. The AOT will also concentrate on improving airport technology so that it meets international standards so more increases of course uh, at the airport and of course you know that's going to be passed on to the passenger as always and 30 baht always becomes 60 or 100 because they'll always take a bit extra if they can and that's the usual thing i don't know if anybody noticed recently but the price of flights are ridiculous all throughout southeast asia and if you're flying you know from thailand to anywhere Price of flights have gotten ridiculous. Of course, this is more money going to be tapped on to your price of flight. We'll soon be having the uh, the tourist fee of 300, 350 baht tap, tacked on. But yeah, prices are going up and up and up. And there seems to be no end to it whatsoever. I was talking to a guy who works in travel recently. And he said the main cause of all this, of course, is airlines. Why are flight prices have all gone up is because of airlines. After COVID, they just didn't put back on the flights that they you know, used to have on. So if you're in parts of Thailand now, like Phuket, you can't fly direct to Japan anymore or other parts of Southeast Asia and Asia. Flights have been reduced. And what they've actually done is instead of adding those flights on or adding flights to and they've just reduced what they have. But they're charging a fortune more. So basically what they're doing is they're making the same amount of money. But they've just reduced all their costs and flights. And it's really shocking that, you know, people are being forced to pay the prices that they are paying at the moment. Uh, I don't know where it will end, when it will improve for people. But yes, more money on top of flights, more taxes, more charges. And of course, your ticket price will keep going up. And finally, a bit of good news for people who like to stay out late. Entertainment venues are opening has been extended and it's official. The cabinet and Tuesday approved a draft interior minister regulation to extend the operating hours of entertainment venues in key tourist destinations, including Bangkok, Chiang Mai, Chonburi, Koh Samui and Phuket, allowing them to operate until 4 a.m. Uh, Tresserie Tessarana Kool, the spokeswoman for the interior ministry, said the ministry would implement the measure aimed at stimulating tourism in the country. The extended hours will also apply to entertainment places within hotels registered by the hotel law. For standalone entertainment venues and other destinations, operators are advised to wait for relevant regulations in their respective provinces and the Interior Minister will issue specific criteria for them. Initially, the Interior Ministry planned to implement the new rule on December 15th. So a bit of news there. Places will be staying open to 4 a.m., which probably will mean now 6 a.m. because you know they always push the boundaries of the law here in Thailand. I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I think if you're a business owner, probably a good thing. If you're a resident in and around these areas, probably a bad thing. And if you drive a car and you see people on the road at this hour, probably a bad thing. But nevertheless, that is it for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. As always, it's fantastic to be back on the air with you again have a great day stay safe as always and we'll see you in the next couple of days thank you and take care
But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.